Jesus, now I know how the girls feel when they talk about busting it open. Because, whoo, in these pants, I'm my thighs are busting. Uh, ladies, if your man ain't home, my thighs, you know, it's next to my wallet. And unlike my wallet, these thighs are full grown. Um, <laughs> uh, Jesus, yeah. Yeah, I did a, you know, gym update, not to make this the gym pod. Uh, I did barbell squats for the first time today in like three or four years. And I was motivated because I saw my friend's story on his Snapchat. You know, he's a very probably like my best friend now. You know, he's he's upgraded. Let me upgrade you. Um You know, he's uh he's very motivational in the sense of we both have a similar no nonsense, just get after it. Uh, we don't care about excuses type of shit. And I came across a story and he said, and it was like this little thing where, oh, it was kind of like a making fun of when someone says, oh, I hip thrust 550. When a girl says, I hip thrust 550. And then you ask her, okay, how much you squat? And she's like, oh, I don't do that. And then it's like a little emoji of the dude walking away. And it's like, you know, I didn't take a person. And then he put another his own caption is like, it's like when dudes say they leg press a shitload of weight. It means absolutely fucking nothing. And I'm not even kidding. I saw that and I felt like a little bitch. Because I used to squat pretty pretty well. But I had an incident where my leg kind of, I had an incident where I kind of basically became traumatized a little bit for a long time. And, but... I feel like I've built my body back up to where I was ready to do the aforementioned, the hardest lift, because it's the one that the most people avoid, most people don't train the legs, and it's the one that truly tests your full body, uh, top to bottom, and uh, I squatted more, and I hadn't squatted in three or four years, I squatted more today repping it, than I've repped out like ever, I've never repped 275 and I know that's not a shitload of weight but for someone who literally hasn't performed the act of a weighted barbell squat like that's fucking pretty good and I was so proud of myself I'm like god damn the boy is getting juicy um but yeah yeah my thighs are uh, pretty they're pretty thigh they're, they're pretty good um, it's probably one of my best body parts now, and I'm not someone to talk about my body is your party, but if you need something to hold on to while I'm, while I'm holding on for dear life, holding it back, um, by all means, make me feel special. Just I uh, don't bust open the purple ver- varicose vein in the back because, uh, I don't feel like going to a vein clinic. I don't think my health insurance covers that. So, yeah. Moral of the story is, is, uh... Sometimes you need to be reminded to stop being a little bitch to get under the bar and squat that shit. So yeah, the boy's officially back to doing squats. So yeah, welcome to episode 182 of the Off and Be podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Uh, Reporting this on February 26th at 10.43 p.m. So technically it's two episodes in one day, like 20 plus hours apart, but... Gotta take advantage of these off days. Um, but yeah, 
Uh, don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell on all apps. Thanks for the viewership going, well, not viewership, but the listenership viewer who actually made you view and no one views me, which is probably a good thing for now. But I like, I like, there's a decent amount of listeners. I do appreciate that. I always appreciate it. Um, but yeah, but most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I don't know what it is with Sundays, but like the weekends, it's like, I actually kind of prefer the 95. Like I, I'd rather be 95. Fuck the weekend. The weekend has like all these weird attachments. It feels weird. It's like places are open, but like there's less traffic on the road. Except if you go on the interstate. Whew. But like in regular cities, it's like everything on Saturdays and Sundays, like traffic is so much easier to get through, at least in the areas that I go to and live. And there's just something about the weekend, even if like your schedule, like I don't have a regular work Monday, Friday off on the weekends. Like mine's pretty spaced out. Not that that's important, but the weekends, like as you kind of just like every day kind of feels like I don't even really recognize when a day is a day because I operate as a every day is the same type of mentality. Like, I don't like, oh, it's Saturday. I should, like, relax and celebrate. Like, no, nah, like, I, I'm not in a position to, one, afford to do that. And I'm really on my, quote, unquote, as the kids say, grind. Um, God, I fucking hate that word so much. I'm on my grind. It's like, yeah, okay. The only thing you grind is uh, your little parsley in your bedroom. And that's why your um, room smells like shit. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. But, no, um... I guess it's sages in comparison. All right, sage is the absolute fucking worst. I'm sorry. Um, but it's my spiritual cleansing. It's like, yeah. Um, can you cleanse with things that smell good? Like, how hard is it to, like, wh- wh- how come a sage, they don't have, like, scented sage? Like, we have scented all these other things. All these other things we burn, they, they can, we put a scent in it. You can't have, like, lemon, lime, sage. Can't have blueberry waffle sage. Pause. You can't have like a fruit flavored or even like a pancake syrup like smell. Like we have air fresheners. We have scents. Like oh, meadow meadow mist motion. It's like like you can't have scented sage. I don't know. But I don't know. There's something about the weekends nowadays where it's like. The weekends don't really feel like a weekend. Like, the weekend is supposed to be where everyone's out doing stuff. But honestly, it feels like the weekends, people do the least. Like, I feel like the weekends used to be designed where everyone is, like, kind of off on the weekend. So, everyone would just be like, oh, it's the weekend. You know, everyone's kind of available. Everyone goes here and there. And it feels like now, because jobs are so interchangeable, people have to work so much. People working six days, sometimes seven days a week. People working crazy amount of hours, unpredictable hours. People have unpredictable lives more than ever. And with all this, you know, freedom we have, I think with freedom, there's a lot of things that people kind of choose to stay away from things. And it was something I was observing. Like, it's not the first time I was driving and on the weekends and thought about this. But today, like, I actually really started thinking about it. 
it doesn't really feel like there's a regular schedule that everyone kind of abides by anymore. The only thing that's kind of like Monday through Friday now is school. And even then, like now they have like, oh, like one day a week, like Fridays, like kids don't really go to school or some shit. Like everything is kind of so out of order. And I don't know if that's a good, I think it's good that life's a little unpredictable, but at the same time, it's hard to really build a community or to kind of like make plans or to actually like make time with people when everyone is such on a busy schedule, when everyone's on such a busy quote unquote grind. Um, and I think more than ever, because we're in this such like, if you're not working, you're not doing anything. And I've kind of fallen to that. Like I'm either always working. I'm either always doing this podcast. People don't say it's work. It's like, all right, you know what? You you make time to do shit in a day when you got other shit to do. Like, it's not as easy as you... Th- uh, I'm not going to say it's hard. Like, oh, what? You take an hour out of your day to do it? It's like, yeah. You take an hour. I have to set it up. I have to set my day around it when it's convenient to make sure everything's charged, make sure everything's ready to go. I have to set up my equipment. Then I have to upload it. That takes... Like, there's a lot of shit that goes into some that you deem to look so, like easy and non-effortless and that's fine like if you make something look easy that means that you're pretty good at it right (laughs) oh not yet but i think it's very um more than ever it's really hard to build true bonds with people and i mean like new bonds like covalent bonds um (laughs) but i think that's why like people don't really make new friends anymore People don't really build real strong bonds with people because the way everything is kind of regimented or unregimented, the way everything is so out of place and out of order and everything is such like mayhem that people are just trying to find time to get sleep. People are just trying to find time to do things nowadays. It's um, because we have to work so much just to kind of, you know, keep up to date with bills or people have to work so much just to feel like they're doing something. And I I really think that's why people are more lonely than ever. Uh, I'm alone, bro. Um, (laughs) But I'm not saying this as a like cry, like as people for a cry for like, oh my God, everyone's so lonely and stuff. But like the terms of just like actually getting to meet someone naturally as a friend and actually get to know someone. I think those days are like kind of fewer and farther in between. Like who has time to really sit there and actually get to know someone for an extended period of time in one sitting and then not involve me getting in it. Okay. Like it's almost like you either have to run. I think that's why people these days, there's all these rushed relationships. There's all these Oh, yeah, like after two weeks, we just like, we couldn't stop being around each other. It's because there's this pressure that there's really no time to really build something of a natural bond with someone. I know, and I don't want this to be the natural bond podcast because I know the last episode or two episodes ago, technically, um, I talked a lot about, you know, naturally getting to know someone being the best route or naturally like... The naturally being around someone over a period of time is how you're actually going to really get to know someone like in true all matters, like living with someone, 
will really fast forward the progress of whether you are whether you are compatible which people would say like oh well then it's even more throw into the fire and find out if you two can coexist but sometimes you do it too fast and that shit could probably hit the fan where if you waited and actually got to know each other and built some you know from a semi distance and start with hanging out and then this and this and then you kind of get a feel for how someone operates then you move in and then there's still that adjustment period but at least it's manageable but I think now the reason why a lot of that stuff happens, you see people quote unquote living out of wedlock, quote unquote. Even though I don't like because I'm not religious, but even though I am wearing a Jesus loves you bracelet, even though I'm not religious, but you know, free is free. And uh apparently God's love is. And, you know, he forgives me. Um I'm forgiven. Oh, Nothing goes unnoticed with our Father up above. Um, except uh, because you know he was he was looking out for me when I was squad. Had a few close calls. Um, <laughs> he was my spotter. <laughs> Imagine someone in the gym using that. It's like, hey, you need a spotter. He's like, no, God's got me. And then you see his legs shaking as he's about to squat. And then you're like, hey, you know what? God gave him them legs. God's got him. And then uh, God took his legs right out under him. Um, <laughs> use the safety bars, kids. I can do this squad with no safety bars. And no, you can't. Um, <laughs> I'm a fool. That'd be like someone not getting a bench PR. And, or that'd be like someone getting a bench PR, but then someone from distance be like, hey, I saw God. I felt God touch the bar to help you up. Be like, well, even if he did. He said I'm ready to progressive overload. So you know what? Suck my dick. Um, but yeah. No, I feel like uh, there's more. Anyway, getting back to this. I'm sorry. I always go on little tangents. But yeah, it always seems that more and more that we are having a harder time like truly building friendships or building connections with people. And I'm going to try to keep the social media stuff because since I'm not really a part of social media, I don't go on it like that. Well, I guess technically I do, but not really. I'm not on it. I'm not looking at stories and stuff. But obviously that plays a factor in how people connect or don't connect. Everything has to be kind of convenient. Everyone's standards, everyone quote unquote standards are so above because they can, because there's so much access to things that and we, we see so much bullshit about how, oh, if someone truly respects you, they'll do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, have you ever like look at the people that are making these videos? Do they seem like people that you would go on a date with? Do they seem like people that are even objectively attractive that you would even objectively want to be around in any capacity? Or are they just annoying as fuck that because things are... Because they have had trauma or situations where people have screwed them over. They project that onto everyone else. And then it creates this cycle of everyone sucks. When in reality, they just suck to be around. Alright? That's probably more the truth. Could be uh, projecting myself. But hey, at least I'm projecting some light. Um, while they just project all this dark energy, um, <laughs> uh, and burn your sage, baby. Um, but yeah, I do feel like, like, when are you like, how are you like, if someone's working example, if someone's working 10 hours a day, right? 
So let's say you wake up three hours before work. You have three hours to kind of get ready for work. You know, you're, you have to eat. You have to brush your teeth. You have to, if you're a girl, you know, get your outfit together. If you're a guy, you know, ignore getting your outfit together. Um, maybe you go to, maybe you have a hobby. Maybe you have school. Maybe you have this, like. So let's just say before work, if you wake up three hours before you're scheduled to be at your job, those three days are dedicated, those three hours are dedicated to you. So you work 10 hours, you're pretty fatigued, but let's just say you're going to be up for another three hours, four hours, we'll just say after work, all right? So you have to get off work, you have to drive home, you have to shower, you have to eat again, you kind of have to get, you know, wind down, drive home, maybe stop and get gas, like... When do you truly have time to just be go somewhere and like sit down with someone and actually just like talk about life or talk about what's on your mind or just not even talk about anything serious, just actually be present and literally physically spend time with someone. Like realistically for most people these days with the amount of hours people work and the amount of days that are occupied with the amount of Things that you have to do that actually move up in life or progress your life forward. Like, there's always a trade-off of something suffering. And typically, we just make other people of convenience. If people that don't have standards or stuff for themselves, we kind of use people that we know we can kind of... This is going to sound fucked up. But we kind of keep people in our our lives or use people that we just kind of move around. So when it's convenient for us to, you know, talk to them or for us to actually want to quote unquote act like we want to get to know them in a capacity, but then we become flaky or whatever it may be. Like, I think that's more of the normal and how people think and operate. Some even like not even knowing what they're doing. Like I'll admit, and I've realized this about myself recently is that like, I'll be like, I'll be like having conversations with someone for a period of time and then like my life will just get like it doesn't even come to my mind to text that person ask how someone's doing and the next thing you know it's like a week and a half and I'm like you know how come this person hasn't talked to me you know like I miss talking to this person and then you think yourself like why does that person always have to reach out to me is there something about me where I feel this weird entitlement that everything is just to my convenience to where I don't need to make an extra effort to reach out to someone or the want to make it known that I want to talk to someone or do I always feel like because I feel like I'm doing all this stuff, everyone has to work around me and like I'm this prize that people need to reach out to if they want to know like and I've thought about that by myself and I realized that's something that I've kind of done without even realizing it. I think having self-awareness of that is very important, but I also think um, that you, um, I guess it's like convenient. I I think really a lot of this has to do with conveniency because I think a lot of our mindsets is very convenient. Anything that's an inconvenience is a hindrance to us. Anything that's an inconvenience is something that is interfering with our path to greatness. Yes, that sounded corny as fuck, but just bear with me. I'm trying to get in the mind of people who say this shit. Um, <laughs> it's like anything that is deemed a negative energy or anything that's deemed to be 
something that's getting in the way of doing things you enjoy or what you feel you need to do is a problem. And I think it's one of those things where there's a lot of entitlement in how we think, me included. I have a lot of entitlement with me that I don't even, like, I only realize when I actually realize it. And I think I'm one of the least entitled people you ever come across. But we all have things that we feel we're entitled to and how we operate. I never feel like I have to reach out to someone. I always kind of have this back in my head feeling that if someone wants to talk to me, they'll talk to me. And that sounds like great in terms of like, oh, damn, like, you know, you make people actually feel like you're important. But in reality, it's like, you know, you can reach out to someone. It's like. Other people like to feel like people reach out to them too. Anytime someone always feels like they have to reach out to you to want to talk to you or get to know you or want to just talk to you about whatever, like that shit can get annoying and you start feeling like, oh, I'm just another person in this person's life. Like they don't really think about me. Oh, they don't think about me. Um, But, you know, human nature, you know, we don't. If we don't feel like someone would do the same for us as we do, as we would do for them, or put ourselves in positions of vulnerability and we don't get that same vulnerability back, I think we have a lot of disconnect. And there could be some resentment. And then there's so much options, and people act like this is not a real thing, but there's so much options. There's so many people that we can, in the blink of a second, like there's so much access to how many girls a guy can reach an attractive guy, you know? Um, and for girls, it's like, I mean, geez, they just walk the street and like any guy's just like, Hey, Hey baby cakes. You trying to let me make a baby in them cakes. Um, <laughs> as you see, I, I do not do this cold approach stuff. Cause if I did, it would go one of two ways. It would be complete. Like, okay. The boldness of this guy. It's like sexy and turn off. Or I'm calling security on you. Um, <laughs> there's no in between. Um, but I know some I would like to get in between. Um, your heart and thoughts. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, it's... um. I, I really think this disconnect in... Because it used to be classified of... You operate literally based off the weekday. You operate based off the weekend. But now since everything is kind of a jambalaya, like some people are off Monday, Tuesday. Some people are off Saturday and Wednesday. Some people have one day off a week. Some people are working something every day. Some people are working multiple jobs just trying to get by or pay shit off. Like It's this thing where it's, it's really hard to actually build like a true friendship with someone in a reasonable amount of time because if you are one of those people that want to build something slow and it's like seven years like that's seven years of your life that you may have probably accomplished in a year and a half if you just were able to spend more time and put more of yourself into something and not getting a discounted version of yourself because you're so tired or worn down or just don't feel like you are who you are yet. You haven't found yourself. Uh, God damn, I fucking hate. Ah, jeez. I haven't found myself. It's like, well, let me help find it for you. Um, the best things are found when Clint's inside of you. 
Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. I'm beating this up like Tommy Fury. Um, and your pussy's Jake Paul's face. All right, Clint. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess I'm furious. All right. I'm the Jeb Say King. Um, but no, like, it, it's harder and harder to truly, like, you know, want to actually have make new friends like if you haven't established friends in the past like you know at least you got something you have you have a base there of like hey you know these are people i know these are people i can rely on in certain capacities but if you truly are progressing in life or actually look at life different like you're probably gonna branch off from certain friends they're gonna branch off from you and you're going to enter spaces in life where there's other people that are more relatable and understand and have a more comparable thing with you that you will build a more natural bond with. And so, and I think that's why more than ever, that's why I think people are like so hooked up on their exes. That's why I think people reach out to their exes more than anything, pretending like, oh, I just want to get, to, I just want to know if, uh, I just want to make sure you're doing all right. I haven't heard from you in a while. You know, I just want to, how's the family? It's like, why the fuck are you asking me how my family is? Like, you've met them for half a minute of a time. <laughs> like, that's what most people think when someone asks them how your family is. Like, we haven't talked in like nine and a half months. It's like, that. Like that's the first thing on your mind? Is my family? What about me? Um... No, it's not, I'm not saying don't care about it, but it's like you're trying to play this good cop, good girl or good guy type of thing. And it comes off as very like, really, because that's not really why you're not like, you know what? I wonder how Clint's brother is doing today. Let me ask him. It's like, why the fuck are you asking me? And then it's just like this barrier to actually ask you about, oh, you know, I just, you know, we haven't talked in a while. I just wanted to make sure things are good. And then you say, yeah, things are good. It's like, all right, well, that's good. It's like, so that's it? It's good? It's good, huh? Okay, it's good. We're good. No, it's good. Uh, we are good. But no, it's uh, one of those things where I really feel like that's why people have a hard time moving on from things. Now I'm putting all this together. Like people can't move on from things because we're hooked on to things that we have already put time in and we don't have time for new things. Like it'd be like if you have a job that you're working 50, 60 hours a week, but you're trying on the side to train for a better position at a different job. So you're balancing that. But realistically at the time, you can't really put the time in at the new job to acquire the convincingness to that management that you're ready to take that position. So you kind of resort to where you're at and where you're comfortable because just for the meantime, you can't put in the time necessary. That's why it's like we, we keep putting in time, the people and things that we know what the deal is, even if it's not always great. And there could be something potentially better there that we want, but we don't have the time realistically to be able to put time into that, or to put the time into something new, or to put time into something that's a chance. And I think we're all just afraid to kind of move on. Because everything's the same. Every day is the same. 
Like, I don't think any, most people don't wake up on Saturdays and be like, oh, yes, it's Saturday. Like, that's not a thing anymore. Because TV used to be an indicator of, oh, it's cartoons at 9 a.m. The WB, Batman and Beyond, you know? Like, oh, it's the Jackie Chan cartoons on the WB. And then, like, by the time it's noon, they're showing, like, you know, some kung fu movie from 2003 with Sean William Scott. Uh, <laughs> it's like, once those WB cartoons end, it's, it's Sunday suck. Um, <laughs> well, Saturdays. Like, the cartoons are good to, like, 1 p.m. And on Sundays... You know, football's on. So you catch what you can in the morning and then boom. Um, But that's the thing. It's all these. There's no indicator that today is this day. There's not things that remind you. Oh, today is special. It's Friday. Today is special. It's Saturday. Today is month. Like, there's not like anything on TV because people don't really watch TV because we have too much choice of what we can watch. It's like, oh, I woke up at 10 a.m. Let me put on some HBO Max and let me pick a movie. Let me pick up some shit. It's like, what? Like, honestly, I think having so many choices kind of interferes with that. Sometimes we have to be, we have to take the, um, in my, in my view, I think sometimes we have too much options of what we want that we don't even give ourselves opportunity to actually really see or view or listen to different things. Because we just want to listen or we just want to watch what we watch and what we think we like. So that's why I think people's hobbies are much less diverse than ever. I think people's interests are much less diverse than ever. We have all this access to different... And I think it's just going to show you can give people all the access in the world to things you want. You'll probably have people with less to talk about. People with less to actually contribute. People with actually less to really, um, really articulate and come out with something with then radio for example now, i think i talked about before but like you're gonna be introduced to things on radio whether you like or not you're gonna be introduced to things on cable television whether you like it or not and you're gonna know more because you're gonna see more where now it's like we just pick what we like and we leave it at that and i think that's kind of when you're getting to build a bond with someone. Why Why is building a bond with someone like my obsession now? I don't know. But I think when you get just the, I, just the simple thing of talking to someone, meeting someone, getting to know them. It's harder than ever because we have these preconceived rigid things that turn us on, turn us off. Physical attributes that are like deal breakers to us that people don't possess them. The slightest thing can turn us off from someone because we just like don't really give people chances because we're so rigid on what we know and what we like that we don't actually know everything we potentially could like. Now, look, there's some things like I know I I, I don't care to watch a pottery show. No amount of entertainment value you can add to that. No amount of Whatever side show and, and well, you know, whatever cool shit you think are going to put into drama interest, it's just not going to happen. And I get that. But certain things I'm a little bit more, meh, depends. And I think a lot of people aren't even given the chance these days. We have people with less confidence than ever because there's people are either 
completely desirable or completely undesirable. And I'm not just talking about romantically. I just mean in everyday life. Like you just feel undesirable. Like you feel like when you enter people's presence, they're repulsed by you or they feel nothing around you, right? And I th- and to me, to be on, I've been on that side before in my life and now I think I'm on reasonably the other side. And the feeling of both is pretty different, vast, but it shows you, if you're humble about it, you actually see the human nature aspect of it that's like, oh, okay. This is like a real harsh truth of reality, whether you want to admit it or not. But it just goes to show that there's common things that you realize what people want to be around and what people don't want to be around. People want to be around people that are comfortable with who they are, regardless of what that may be. People who aren't trying to sell you something. They're not trying to be too cool around you when they know you're not. You're not trying to be like, I was watching some, and this girl was talking about how when guys like try to bite their lip and like seductively make this weird eye contact that's not even sexy, where it's like they're trying to be sexy is more repulsive than someone who's like farting in their face. Because you might as well just be farting in her face. Unless you were just like that goddamn, unless you're like Cristiano Ronaldo or some shit, like you can't get away with it. I'm sorry. Um, There's a way you got to do it. But, yeah, I would know. But, you can have some natural in your personality tendencies that actually make people attracted to you, even if it could come off as kind of corny or goofy. If people actually feel that's who you are, if it's consistent with kind of what you've displayed of yourself. And that's the thing that makes people more attractive or desirable around you is... Are you comfortable with yourself regardless of what someone's thoughts or result or reaction to something you do or are is? Yeah, that was a tongue twister. And so was she. Um, <laughs> oh, that was a tornado, right? She was my little Tasmanian devil in the sheets. Oh, shit. Um, but, um, <laughs> oh, I just went off the Looney Tune land. Uh, if we're going to make our own little tune squad. <laughs> um, but no, like, <laughs> shit, what the fuck? What the fuck's wrong with me? Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, people just want to be, there's certain things people just want to be around someone who's comfortable. Just someone who's comfortable. Like, I think people are much more adaptable to be introduced to newer aspects of people. But we have such rigid things of what we think someone wants out of us and what we want out of people and that we, I think, try to be a very specific form of something because we deem that that's what that person would want out of us. And realistically, people don't want what they, people don't want exactly what they want 
people know deep down we don't actually want everything we want out of someone. Like, we want to be surprised with some things. We want to be thrown back like, okay. Like, damn, she got a booty. Um, <laughs> like, I, like, I don't want exactly what I predict in my head about you to actually be true. I don't. I want a little thought in you. I don't want this wholesome, down the earth, oh, she just, you know, there's just she's just so wholesome. Like, no, I want a wholesome thought. Like, I want a girl that could just fucking bring that city girl out of her and let me be my city boy around you. But then, after we do our city stuff, you know, come home with me. And, you know, I'll uh, kick you a nice dinner. And, you know, be be your loving Chad. Chad, Chad. Um, but we, we want multiple aspects from people, not this one lane. This is how someone is like, there's multiple things that make people desirable to us. But anyways, getting back, I'm, I'm not making this the desire pod. I want to make focus on, I just think that, um, we, since everything, every day, every week and things are starting to become more and more the same, especially as you get older. Just kind of how things are designed. I think we just resort to the same things that we think we want or we deem. So then that's, I think that's when we create things to make things more interesting. We create problems. We create ideas. We create thoughts and ideologies that are just kind of absurd, but we just want to be different because everything's the same and we want to be someone that's you know built different and think different but we don't actually do anything that actually makes us built different or actually warrant the way we think to be different um it's just like you know i woke up today and i just wanted to think differently than everyone else so that's what i did it's like all right it's like someone waking up and like you know what i want to look like chris bumstead it's like okay when's the last time you done a barbell row and they're like, well, I don't want to actually, you know, lift a barbell. It's like, well, got a problem there, buddy. Um, You got to do the shit to warrant that you even believe that you can do the shit. So, I don't know. It's just uh, when everything's kind of the same, it just seems like, you know, honestly, I don't know. I'm thinking this out loud as I'm speaking. I'm 38 minutes in. Give me a fucking break. I guess it's like when everything is kind of the same, we we are desperate to just make something different just to kind of feel like everything isn't mundane. Damn, that actually kind of rhymed. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just hope that people actually... uh. Maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe like me, I'll just go back to me, for example. Maybe I need to find ways to change it up. Maybe I need to force uh, more social situations. And I've admitted to that. Like, I probably just need to go up to someone at the gym, since that's where I'm at a lot of time. I just need to go to someone at the gym and be like, hey, you know what? I would like to hang out with you. Like, actually, like, it could be like another dude. Like, hey, man, I like to sit down and actually, like, talk about your ideas of lifting. And, you know, why do we do this? You know, and kind of have like a bond over that. 
Like, why do we voluntarily do something that we're never going to get paid for? Why do we do this when it's not to attract ladies? Well, mostly. Why do we do this when all it does is just, we, we just feel better with how we look and how we feel? But it's not going to change, the lifting and looking apart isn't going to change our lives directly off that, but it festers and all these other things. So, but why do we choose to do this? Why? Is it we've seen stuff and it just seems like a fun, easier route to do than actually putting work into something else? Do we do this because, you know, we we feel like with physical, when you physically look apart, life becomes easier? Maybe. There's a lot of things that the reason why we do things doesn't always like make sense. But why do we choose this to be our regular thing? This specific thing. Like, that's why, like, but they can start that. And then you create a real friendship with that person, you know? You know, and there's obviously more to people than just one thing. But how you meet someone and how you build upon the start kind of does matter. So it's a respect, it's a respect factor of what made you like approach that person or to have a attachment to a person i don't know so i don't know maybe we just gotta find ways to do things different and we gotta feel we gotta feel like we're actually doing shit and not getting caught in this cycle of everything is the same all the time you know that i think there's a fine line that i'm starting to learn that there's a fine line between having a steady regiment and having a regiment that's steadily kind of controlling the way you do things in life. Like at one point, at first you had to build control over a regiment to be consistent. But if you can't take a day off from that regiment, because if you do, you just don't feel right. Like it throws everything off about you. Is it really a regiment or is it an, or is it an addiction? Like, what's the difference between a regimen and addiction? If someone wakes up every day and, you know, bumps a line through their nose. But it makes them productive to the rest of the day. We wouldn't call that a regimen. We would say this dude's got a problem. And I think something I'm trying to... And I'm only talking about me and myself. Because I think a lot of people, they find routines or regimens. And they get kind of bored with it. But it brings so much value to them that they feel like without it, they would not be a useful person or a person that, like, is respected in a way. And I think some I'm trying to find a balance in is how much is my regimen an excuse to not actually... um, Is my regimen an excuse to always feel like I don't have time for things? I guess to tie it all back together, you know, we always uh, talk about how no one has time for anything. It's like, well, because we choose the parts in the day that don't involve our job and stuff. And we fill that with something and think we're being productive, which for the most part, I think people are when they choose certain things to fill their time with. But is that an excuse for the trade-off that we feel unfulfilled by? You know what you feel unfulfilled by you know what you feel how much does that really matter to be honest as a dude 
you know, I think Andrew Tate said it best. Like I saw, I came across a clip recently where it was like an old clip where he said, a man that wakes up worrying about what he feels is a man who's already lost. Because you can, like, you build yourself for how you feel. Like, how you feel is based off the actions that your mind unconsciously knows that you're either doing what you need to do or not. When you take care of shit you need to and hold yourself accountable, typically you are much happier, more consistently, than when you know you should have done something or you said you are going to do something and you didn't do it because of sheer... Just, uh, I didn't make time for, oh, I was lazy, oh, I was tired. You know, whatever bullshit excuses we make. But how much is your quote-unquote healthy regimen or your healthy routine or your optimal ways to be a productive version of yourself? How much is that an excuse to just say you don't have time for things or that you don't have time for people, that you don't have time for building True connections and getting real relationships with people that actually mean a shit. I don't know. I think it's just something to think about. But yeah, I'm gonna stop it there. Close to the 45 minute mark. So yeah, that was episode 182 of the Often Be Podcast with Clint Nelson. Hopefully, I made you think a little bit today. Man, made myself think about some things. But yeah, don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. But most importantly, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to suck some titties. And yeah, uh, make time for things that are important to you. But it's not an excuse to not do other things that are also important. So yeah, I guess that's the message. All right, guys. Have a great day.